Welcome to the You Can Have It All podcast to create a successful business and a thriving family. I am your host, Mona Tavastili from Mompreneurs Worldwide. Hello and welcome back to another episode of You Can Have It All, where we talk about four main areas of business, family, well-being, and impact. Today's topic is an important one as one of the main reasons businesses fail is because they run out of cash. You have heard the saying, cash is king or cash is the blood of your business. You can't really run a business without having any income or any projections to bring money in. This is a topic that can't be ignored in order to run a successful business. Today, I'm delighted to introduce our guest, Belinda Rosenblum, who is a CPA and money strategist, helping women entrepreneurs ensure their businesses thrive. And we're going to talk about five ways to create consistent revenue and lots more. Welcome to the show, Belinda. Thank you so much, Mona. I'm super excited to be here today. I am honored to have you here. We had talked about money and cash flow management before, and I absolutely love what you do. So to start with Belinda, tell us a little bit about yourself and your mission to educate and empower women entrepreneurs. Absolutely. So, and, you know, I feel like from the beginning, you and I have been very aligned, right? Because we've really seen that, so many women entrepreneurs, particularly mompreneurs, um, but so many entrepreneurs really struggle with figuring out how they can successfully run the business, right? Like they're so great at their skill and their expertise, but then when it comes to actually running the business and particularly running the money side of the business, it's like all hell breaks loose. <laughs> it just gets really, really stressful and really heavy. And it just takes down the freedom that we're really looking to create. So I, I've actually been running this business called Own Your Money now for 13 years. And for the first 12, I was much more focused on personal finance. I um, actually started it way back when I saw this need in 2007 for us to empower women especially with their personal finances, with their money, because I was talking to so many of my friends and colleagues, and I could see that it wasn't a financial advisor that they needed because there were a lot of those, but it was almost like a financial therapist. <laughs> it's like a financial coach that could really help them through. How do I figure out why I'm so in my own way around money? And so I turned down the advisor jobs. I set up shop um, myself in 2007, right before everything crashed in 2008. So I was literally on the five o'clock news here in the Boston area talking about financial stress and what people could do. Then I fast forward now 12 years later, and I got to the point where I said, you know what? Okay, I've, I've done what I can in the personal finance area, but I'm, I was actually sitting in a three-day workshop. And it was physically paining me to hear so many smart women in this audience feel overwhelmed and frustrated and trapped and even powerless by the money in their business and particularly what seemed like a lack of profit and a lack of consistent revenue. They were working hard. And, and if you're listening now, you may have felt this way too, or you feel this way now. It's like you're hustling, you're working long hours, you're feeling bad, like you're not um, able to spend the time with your kids and that kind of thing that you would want. And you're like, gosh, like, how do I make this better? Well, money is actually the answer. And it's so amazing how often we shy away from exactly the thing that's going to get us there. So then um, in 2019, I basically pivoted the business to be able to actually help people instead build this strategic, intentional business, right? A prof and profitable business so that they could work less, profit more, and finally take home real money consistently. Because I know what a difference that makes. That's 
why I'm so excited to talk today about the five ways to be generating consistent income, why I created a download to go right along with our podcast, and um, why I feel like it's it needs to be a non-negotiable to start to look at your money. Absolutely, Belinda. And a lot of times it's it's actually our mindset that makes all the difference. It's prioritizing uh, money and financials. And usually when I'm in a room with women entrepreneurs and ask them, what is the reason you do what you do? Most of them tell me everything except to make money. So they want to help, they want to add value, they want to leave a legacy. But as you mentioned, we, can, we can't really do any of those if our business is not making any money. So it is important to prioritize it. So tell me... So where can, I, more- can I touch on that really quick, Mona, because you bring up such an interesting point that I feel like there's actually a lot of shame out there for us to be willing to say that we want to be in business to make money. And it's almost like we're afraid that our legacy or our impact will get tainted if that is part of why we want to run a business. But I want everyone listening right now to say like, stop, like that is just BS. That's old belief systems that don't serve you. And the more that you stay in that idea of that's okay, like money is important to me. It's people, it's impact that's important to me. Well, what are you going to do? You're just going to keep pushing away money. Like money responds to how you relate to the money. You know, we get more of what we focus on. And so when we have this idea of, no, that's okay. I'm not in it for the money. There's nothing wrong with wanting to bring in more money into your household, your family household to, to be able to afford some extra things that you want to afford to create the freedom that you want. Like step into that, own that, get unapologetic about that. And that's when your business will actually thrive because the more money you're making, the more people you are helping. Absolutely. The the more money, they will, they will have a bigger impact as well. I've never seen that with men, actually. When I ask men, it's like, we are here to make money. What type of question is that? <laughs> it's very obvious. <laughs> I'm in business to make money. Um, but yeah, definitely money mindset is something that um, we work a lot within our community of mompreneurs and in our membership mompreneurs tribe, which you were a guest. It was a fantastic session that we had with you with our members. Thank you again for sharing all the tips with our, our community as well. So, um, Belinda, where do most business owners get stuck when it comes to making more money in their business? So they get stuck in, stuck in this identity of this cash-strapped solopreneur. And so what I want to see everybody listening do is really like listen to this identity that I have seen so many entrepreneurs stuck, especially if you're at like the one, two, three, even $5,000 a month, but you feel like you're doing all the things. You feel tired, overwhelmed, like you're spinning all the plates and you're kind of afraid to stop moving because something might fall, right? Oftentimes this this solopreneur, we'll call her Sally, isn't really sure what to do to make it better. She feels unappreciated, underpaid. Like, why did I leave the job to go and like create the worst job for the worst boss where I barely get paid, right, from this job? And that's what we do to ourselves. We don't even realize it. And it keeps us stuck in this survival mode without a direction, without a plan. We're often undercharging and we're taking clients that we don't necessarily want because we feel like we just need the money, right? So we say yes to clients that are not our ideal clients. And we don't, these, this cash strap solopreneur Sally doesn't really have a good understanding of her numbers 
or how to achieve her business goals. So it's like profit just feels like a happy accident. Like, oh, look, I made money this month, <laughs> you know, and that doesn't work, right? When we're in that that energy and that strategy, it's like what, there is no strategy there, right? It's like luck. It feels like it's luck. Well, the really successful, what I've termed the cash flow CEOs, right? We'll call her Kathy. Now, Kathy, on the other hand, she's like, she means business, right? And I think that that everyone listening has this opportunity to step into where Kathy has has grown to, right? So Kathy now knows and plans her numbers to achieve her business goals. She owns and charges her value unapologetically because she realizes ex exactly what I just said a few minutes ago, that when you can charge appropriately for the value that you're delivering and you can feel great about it, you won't have this resentment factor like, oh gosh, this person is underpaying me. So you start to not like clients. And I'm telling you, Mona, this happens a lot. And I don't want that to happen to you. So I want you to get to the point like Kathy where you can own and charge your value and you don't have to apologize for it. You realize that the more money you make, the more people you're helping, right? You have a strategy to grow your business without overwhelm. You can plan for profit, not just revenue. You don't have to sacrifice your free time and your sanity for your business growth. And you can maximize your time doing what you love like and what you're great at because the cash flow CEO doesn't feel like she has to do all the things. She can have a team or like a strategically chosen team that can help her do, help her do the higher revenue generating activities and then have other people do the other things that don't need to be you in particular. But the key shift to be able to make this, and I have a whole, I have a six step cash flow CEO system basically. And fundamentally to this, is it's about recognizing that, yes, you need the mindset like you spoke about, and we'll probably talk about that in a few minutes more too because it's so important, but you also need the money management skills, and they all can be learned. So right now, I'm here to let you off the hook. If you feel like you just don't understand the money in your business, it's okay. I get it. Like no one teaches you. Even I set up a shingle back in 2007, and I was like, okay, everybody, come on over now. Start paying me. <laughs> they were kind of like... Huh? For what? Like, you know, it's like we we forget that we need to actually create this plan because being a cash flow CEO is about more than simply managing cash flow. It's about becoming that identity of that cash flow CEO, Kathy. So I'll run through the six step system really quick because the cash flow CEO system is really an important one for everyone to be thinking about how how can I do these steps? The first step is to know your numbers. It's like do not pass go. You need to know the numbers in your business. Just think, like, you'll never be successful unless you know your numbers. Think about any person that you can imagine that's a million-dollar business owner, super successful in their business. They know their numbers. They know how much revenue they have. They know their expenses. They know their profit. And they know where it's all going. Then you need to own your value. You need to create a vision for what you want to go make happen in the future so you can be intentional and strategic about what you're creating. You want to map your revenue, plan your expenses in your team, and step up to be that CEO. So they get stuck as a solopreneur, but there's so much possibility when you can shift into that CEO mindset and add those CEO money management skills. So I am so excited to be doing these new intensives coming up on those two major topics because I feel like these need to be a non-negotiable in our life, yet most people haven't found the right guide to show them in a way where they don't have to feel more shame around money. And that's really where I feel like I've, um, I've been able to step into that role. 
I love what you shared, Belinda. I was taking notes. And one of the reasons is that what I hear a lot amongst um, the community of women entrepreneurs, mainly that we work with, who are just starting a business, is labeling themselves as, I'm not good with money. End of story. Mm-hmm. Like, there's no solution to it. I'm not good with money. I'm not good with, I'm, I'm not a number person. Like, I've heard these a lot from our community and from women entrepreneurs in general that I'm not good with numbers and then that's end of the story we're not looking for a solution because maybe we don't know what that solution is maybe it feels vague or maybe it is unknown or we feel that we need to do a lot but these six steps that you were sharing it makes it super easy and I'm super excited that you are doing uh, this workshop tell us a little bit more about it so uh, are these happening anytime soon they are. So if if you're smart enough to listen to Mona's podcast as soon as they come out, then you absolutely have time to go jump in. It's super exciting. We're going to be doing them September 10th and September 15th. The first one is going to be all about creating that CEO mindset. And it's something that is partly related to you stepping up to go from that employee to become the CEO. But there's also a really important element in it in that you are learning how to release those limiting beliefs around money. And I know, um, well, when, when we talk about it in a second, we'll, we'll dig into what some of those are because they absolutely hold people back. And we just never learn how to do things different, better, like we're never really taught money, right? And then all of a sudden we just feel bad about it. And so the first one on September 10th is all about how do you step into that CEO mindset so you can stop letting those limiting beliefs sabotage you, release, learn how to release that underlying resistance and really become the boss of yourself and your business joyfully, like with a smile on your face. Because we're often inheriting all of these limiting beliefs that we self-teach ourselves or that we get right from our parents. And we tell ourselves these beliefs over and over again until they feel absolutely true, right? Like we've, we've repeated them enough times, right? That now they feel like the truth. They're not actually the truth. Let me just put that out there, right? They are actually the lies that we tell ourselves that limit our success. And it's really funny because I'll have to share with you, Mona, the page to sign up for this, uh, the intensives. And I know you'll share it too in the notes here. But that the 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 second one is I'm just not good at numbers and money. Oh. <laughs> so, so interesting. Yeah. And so it's um because I just list out like all of these things that we do to limit ourselves. And Um, And so the first thing is I need you to learn how to release those beliefs, shift them into something that will be so much more positive to be able to take that core limiting belief and rewrite it. And I have a a really fantastic process on rewriting your money story. I actually went over it with James Wedmore on his podcast, and it's, it's a very powerful process. I'm excited to personally get to walk people through that on September 10th. And if you can't make it that day, you will get a, um, get the replay for sure sent to you. And then, and I, I kind of see this as a combination of a training, a mastermind where we're going to do little breakout rooms and have a chance to talk through what we're learning and what we're, what our has are. And then also like an implementation day, like you're going to leave there having gone through this process. This is not like, oh, I'm going to do this tomorrow because I know that no one wants to do it today or tomorrow or next week or next year. And if you just keep putting it off, then you're never going to be able to get to the other side. And that fear is going to keep holding you back and those limiting beliefs. And then the second one is on money management. And this one is called reverse engineer your profit. And this is about how do you 
kind of hit the tip of the iceberg, right? We're not going to try and tackle all money management in one day, but I want you to learn how to start to look at your numbers in this new, more empowered way. So you can create a 90-day money plan so we can start to predict your income, serve more of your ideal clients, and consistently pay yourself. And I'm going to really open your eyes to start to see what could be possible when you do understand what the numbers mean. Right? How can you do something different once you can see, oh, wow, this is the revenue stream that's really making me the money right now, or this is the revenue stream I really want to lean into. And we're going to start to, to change and pull the levers of what some of the numbers mean, like, well, what would happen if we change this one? What would happen if we change this one? So you can see, could I add more staffing? You know, could I lean into this uh, revenue stream? Like, what would that really look like? So, you know, it's the the best response when you're feeling like that cash strap, super busy feeling is actually looking closer at exactly the thing that's going to solve the issues, which is your business money. So, um, so I'm super excited to share that. And then if you buy the bundle and right now these are like 67% off because I want to get them done and recorded and live and have people really start to experience this and get the ahas and share your results with me and, and really start to see like how we can open this up for you. And then, so $97 now, and then they're going to be $297. So definitely check this page out soon. And then you can buy the bundle for $147. So we're making it so irresistible. I've had some people that are like, is there a typo? I'm like, are you supposed to add a zero? And I was like, no, really. It's not like $1,000 or $3,000 for the day with me. I'm making it crazy crazy irresistible to be able to, in a fun way, to be able to really have you be like, okay, I can't make money an excuse for not figuring out my money. And I can tell you, Mona, people make that excuse all the time, right? Like I can't take this course. I can't learn from this coach. But I, I'm telling you, like in a few minutes of you sharing your story and I can like dig right into, well, that's the thing that's holding you back. It no longer has to hold you back. And then it's like, boom, so much can open up. Belinda, please share all the links with us because I believe this is, and I hope that you will be offering it in the future as well. For So for those who are listening um, after September 10th and 15th, so there will be a way for them to learn as well. Because maybe you know, we talked about bookkeeping in the previous um, episode with another expert, but maybe you can outsource, let's say, the bookkeeping or the accounting part. But what you talked about now is something that as an entrepreneur, we have to do ourselves. Like nobody else can tell us the 90-day plan. This is our vision. This is what we need to do in order to sit down, put everything on a piece of paper and say, okay, as you mentioned, okay, what makes the most money? What should I focus on? And what is my plan for the next 90 days? And having that vision in place is so important. So um, if anybody tells me from now on, I'm not good in numbers, I'm sending them your way. I'm sending them <laughs> to you. Absolutely. Because, you know, it's it's like there are a lot of things that we're not good at. And there are some things that, um, that you can absolutely learn. And I, you know, let me tell you, Mona, like spreadsheets may be one of my love languages. And that's fine for me. They do not have to be for our, our listeners today. But you do need to have a basic knowledge of what the numbers are telling you and how to manage them, right? True. And I do still want you to have an accountant. I do still want you to have a bookkeeper. And you have to know what the numbers mean that the bookkeeper is giving you, right? To just be able to interpret them and even work with work with your bookkeeper. And inside our Cashflow CEO program that comes out in October, um, we're doing a whole bookkeeping 
bundle, shall we say, where so people can figure out, okay, what do I need to figure out, for, you know, to get my bookkeeping started, like from a DIY standpoint, but then when is the right time to outsource it? Who is, you know, who would be good for me to go look at and what do I need to be asking them and how do I choose the right one? And we'll help you through all of that because it is really important. And for most people, as you get to that level of say three to $5,000 a month, consistently your time is better spent doing revenue generating activities. And for a few hundred dollars a month, you can have somebody else handle your books. But if you keep telling yourself, I'm just not good at numbers. I mean, that's one of the big ones we're going to address on the mindset one. Um, if you keep telling yourself that, then you will actually push away money. Like we've all heard of the law of attraction, right? And so it's like we get more of what we focus on. But if we're focusing on I'm not good at numbers or I'm not good at money, then we're actually pushing money away because we're saying that's okay, money, don't come to me because I'm not good at dealing with you. So you just go to somebody else. Hmm. It's like the law of attraction works to push things away from us too, right? Like we get more of what we focus on. If we're focusing on I'm not good at money, then we're literally not going to have money come to us. So we're very powerful magnets and we have to be much more careful about how we are and who we are around money. So we're doing the 10th, the 15th, and we are, if you buy the bundle, we are doing one the 25th. So um, I would just say, you know, contact us. Worst case, you can always get on the wait list. We might put it in as a bonus uh, for those who jump into our cash flow CEO program in October. So I will make sure that your people get taken care of. <laughs> that's amazing, Belinda. I'm, I'm so happy that there is support out there because that's the most important thing to know where to go to have that blueprint because learning from our own mistakes, it's something it takes a lot of time, energy, and money when we help with someone who has done it before, who is an expert, it makes things much easier Um as well. One of the main questions, one of the first questions we ask our mompreneurs when they join our community is that, is this a business or is this a cash generating hobby? And let's be honest here, because if it's a cash generating hobby, let's just, let's just see it that way. So we don't have any expectations of a business as well. And I think one of the most important things, and one of the first things that we consider a business being a business is that you know your numbers, as you mentioned, and you have a, a strategic plan in place. So uh, doing this workshop is absolutely amazing. Um, I'm glad that you're doing it. It's an amazing mission that you have. Thank you. And I love I love that you have an appreciation for that. You know, I think that a lot of times we are running hobbies and not even cash net cash generating, right? Like a lot of times we bring in revenue, but we don't bring in profit. So it's like our expenses exceed the money that we're bringing in sometimes and we don't even realize it. You know, part of the problem is that we don't have our banks separated in terms of our personal business. So stuff just gets really commingled and it is so important to, to really know your profitability and then know what we can do to maximize that. And awareness is the key. One of our members was saying that she was running a hobby for three years. And she said, when I didn't know, I thought it's a business. So I had a lot of expectations. I was comparing myself to others. I felt I am not worthy because I can't manage this. So there was a lot of actually inner critique and conflicts within her own mind, just questioning herself and why am I not able to do this? And she said, now at least I feel uh, relieved that this, I, I've been running a hobby. So now, now it makes sense. Mm -hmm. And if I want it to be a business, then I should treat it differently as well. Right. And that's why I think business coaches, that's why I think communities like your mompreneurs worldwide is so critical, right? Because it's like, we can't, do it alone. And why would we ever want to? Right. And I, I, I thought about this the other day because it was like, 
Um, I'm constantly joining different memberships and courses. Like I feel like that growth mindset and always learning is so important because it helps to shorten our learning curve, right? We can either spend thousands of dollars and take months and years to figure it out on our own, or we can just go to the people that have already figured it out for us, give us that shortcut, and then just accelerate our path to being able to earn the money ourselves, right? Like it's so possible to shorten that learning curve for you. Sure, I suppose you could go through all of this and like suffer through it and watch a bazillion YouTube videos, but like who has time for that? Like (laughs) seriously, especially with our kids home 24-7 and our partners and, you know, all the things that we're trying to figure out. So um, tell me, what are the disastrous mistakes you see business owners making these days? So I feel like the two big ones that um, that you reminded me of is one is that they're only focused on revenue, right? And that like revenue at all costs kind of thing. And so I feel like the, f- the first piece is to recognize like, what are you targeting? Are you only trying to match or compare yourself to that person that says, oh, I had a $100,000 launch or I had a $10,000 month? And are you actually taking a look at your profitability? I think that's the first Mm. one, right? To really look at and to see like, are you running your business based on making revenue and not really taking the time to stop and see how am I spending the revenue? Like, am I spending it smartly? Am I spending on the things that really matter to me? And I found this one out the hard way too. Like I listened to the gurus and I was like, okay, I'll just make more and then everything will work out. Well, I was my third year of business, actually my second year of business, full year. And I grossed $155,000 and I netted three, Mm. like true story. And I was like, this ain't happening again. (laughs) And so then the next year I was like, okay, I'm not believing what everyone is telling me only on revenue. I really want to make sure that I'm creating a profit plan for myself and I'm strategically spending. And so I, I just like revisited everything and I reduce my hours with my virtual assistant. So I was much more batched and strategic on where she was spending her energies. I hired another coach that I was making money on the time that she was making instead of just spending money. Right. And I, I, cause I look at some expenses as investments and we need to make sure that they're paying off for us. And staffing is a key one that you want to make sure you can see the return for the investment that you're making. So, um, so then the next year, that third year, I grossed $255,000 and then I netted a hundred. I was like, okay, I made a hundred grand more and almost all of that went to profit because I was much more intentional about where the money was going. And the second way is that they focus only on their bank balance. So they're making bank balance decisions. So it's like, okay, I have money in my account today. I guess I can go buy this X, buy this program, buy this course, spend money on this thing. And then tomorrow they don't have any money and they're like, oh crap, now what do I do? And you know, if you do something like a profit first and you're very strategic with your bank balances, then then maybe that would be okay. But still, I don't want you running your business based on bank balances. Even a profit first takes a step back and is more intentional about the managing of the money, whereas most people just aren't managing it. So they end up feeling like a victim to their bank account. And I don't want anyone to have to feel that way. That is so true. One of my mottos in life is get out of your own way. So I feel that a lot of times we are standing in our own way and we don't let things flow. So in your opinion, how do entrepreneurs hold themselves back from their own success? 
Right. It's such a good question, actually. And I think that it's something that we don't really address very much. And it ties back to the mindset conversation we were just having a few minutes ago. Because what's happening is it's like, on the one hand, you're putting your foot on the gas of the car that is your company. And you're like, okay, I'm going to move forward. I'm going to go launch this program. I'm going to create this product. I'm going to go do this funnel, whatever it is, right? So we put a foot on the gas. But what happens is that when we have those disempowering beliefs, the I have to work hard to make money, I'm not good at money, money isn't my thing, right? Spreadsheets scare me. Like, I'm not sure I really want to know my numbers. Or one, I actually just did a whole um, Instagram uh, live on the other day was like, as a helper, as a coach, as a healer, I want to stay affordable. So I can't charge much for what I do. I don't deserve to charge a lot of money, right? Like that kind of a belief. If you think that, if you think that you don't deserve to make money, no one's going to want to pay you because you're putting out this signal of that's okay. Don't pay me. I don't deserve to make money because I'm in a healing profession. But when people pay, they pay attention. Number one and two, people pay for what they value and they value what they pay for. So take that in, right? Mm -hmm. People value what they pay for and, and they pay for what they value, right? So it's like if you recognize that, then you're like, okay, wait a second. If they value this thing that I'm creating, they'll want to pay for it and they will actually get more of a better result because they now have more skin in the game. They now have more on the line. And when, you know, just think like all of the free challenges and all of the free things that are out there, we don't pay enough attention to those partly because they're free, right? And when, when we spend $2,000, $3,000 for program, we pay more attention. Because we paid more, right? We have more skin in the game. And so I think that entrepreneurs really hold themselves back, which is why like, I'm so excited about doing a whole day on this. And I will say, Mona, I have been teaching this for 13 years, and I haven't actually done a full day on mindset like this in like 10 years. I wrote a book on it, <laughs> actually, called Self-Worth to Net Worth, but I haven't done a day like this for years, and I haven't done one which is more geared towards entrepreneurs. So I know this is going to be really fun. Um, because we just keep telling ourselves these things. And I want everyone right now to think about like, what is the core belief around money that you are telling yourself? Is it something like I have to work hard to make money? So then you just keep working hard. Is it maybe I should go and get a good secure job? Maybe you're doubting your abilities to keep making money, right? We, I, uh, I remember someone had come to me and she said, you know, sure, I had a great month this month, but so I have what it takes to do it again and again. You know, or sometimes we're just stuck in the there's never enough money. Mm. And when we're in the there's never enough money or you can't be rich and spiritual and we care about being spiritual, right, then we keep bringing that on. We keep bringing, nope, there's never enough money and then there will never be enough money. So we hold ourselves back by holding on to those limiting beliefs. And so I want everyone listening to think, well, what is my core belief around money? And if you don't know, then just start today to write down what are all the things that you're telling yourself about money and about how easy or hard it is to make. And we will start to figure out what that core belief is. And then at that one day intensive, I'm going to teach you how to really, where did it come from? that belief for you? And then how do we rewrite it and even find a place of forgiveness for yourself and for whoever you've inherited it from or learned it from? Because forgiveness is really about you. It's not even about forgiving the other person. It's about how do you 
learn how to live your life moving forward much more powerfully when you're not held back by this old limitation. This is so powerful, Belinda. And I feel that everything that you're sharing is a beautiful balance between the skills that you need to have. So the numbers, the 90-day plan, strategy, but then also your mindset, what's really happening in our unconscious mind, the things that we are not maybe even aware of and shining light on them is so important. So having that balance, I feel that's a beautiful dance between the two, the mindset and the, the skill, um, and both are equally important. You know that our community and our audience are mainly moms. Do you think that this is easier or harder for mothers? I think it's actually harder. And I'd love to hear your opinion on this too, because I think it's a great conversation for us to have for everybody listening to think about, you know, how does my um, my feelings about money and success get affected by the fact that I am a mom and that I have kids? Because what I have found again and again is that we layer on mom guilt about not spending the time with our kids that we are giving to our work. Mm. And I, I just feel like it then makes it even harder. And we kind of forget sometimes that it's actually – partly that we're trying to make money to then be able to support our kids and the kids' hobbies and everything even better. So what I want everyone to remember is that we are creating an awesome role model for our kids as we succeed as entrepreneurs, right? We're going out of our comfort zone. We're taking risks. We're putting ourselves out there. We're showing them what's possible under our own rules. And entrepreneurship gives us so much more choice and options and gives us the path to that freedom that we're really looking for. What, what do you find, Mona, in terms of how how mompreneurs particularly experience their, um, you know, their own beliefs about money and success? The first thing that um, when I asked you the question came to my mind also was guilt. And that is a, that's a big thing that sometimes we don't really understand the power of these emotions that we go through, the guilt, the shame, and um, the fear of success. This is something that I've seen only amongst women. I've never heard a single man talking about the fear of success, but the fear mm -hmm. of success amongst mom is something that happens a lot. Like what if my business becomes so successful that then I won't have time with my kids and with my family? Um, and all of this really holds us back even unconsciously. So I do agree with you that definitely it is harder for moms because of all the expectations that society has from us, but also we have from ourselves. Totally. And I mean, I'll share personally because that is one that I've had to deal with. And I'll tell you that when you teach this stuff, it's right in your face. I'll just put that out there. You know, we teach what we mostly to learn. So I have taken it on to make sure I'm really clean about my beliefs about money. And when it comes to something like this, what I've come to realize is that as I grow the business, as we become more successful, I can actually hire more team. I can hire more help and I can free myself to be able to spend even more quality time with them, number one. But number two, I also believe, and it's kind of related to the topic of your podcast, right? It's like you can have it all. That I think that you can have it all as you decide, right? Like, I am probably slowing down my success a little bit by making sure that every day I'm spending several hours with my children and particularly now because they're home 24-7. <laughs> I spend like 9 to 11 with them every day. And so it shortens my work day for sure. But I've so been enjoying the time with them. I mean, we built 
ukuleles and spin art machines and painted and I taught them how to ride a bike. And now we bike all the time, you know, like so much that I've chosen that that's important to me to make sure I'm living my life now. And I'm not putting on, I'm not delaying the life I want, but I'm choosing to find a way to have the life now and to trust that as we grow own your money. My husband is actually my business partner as well. And we retired him out of corporate a few years ago. Um, that we will find a way to get the support we need in our business to make sure that we're always prioritizing family. And that is so important because I always say you can't have it all. That's the name of the podcast, but you can't do it all. So mm. that's then um, automating, eliminating. At the same time, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you, can, you can't do everything. Like really, you have yeah. to automate, create those systems. You need to eliminate anything that doesn't serve you in your personal, professional life. And you need to delegate as much as you can. And the way, and the, I, I would say the reason we exist, small partners exist, is the way we define success is that freedom that you will have at the end of the day in order to be able to have that freedom of choice, freedom of time to spend with your kids and on your business instead of in your business trying to do the day-to-day -day all the time. Um, uh, so yes, you, you can have it all, but you can do everything on your own. And it's, it's very important to have that mindset because we have all seen a lot of wealthy people around us who have all the money, but they're so attached to their business that they don't have that uh, freedom. And that's a choice, right? That's something Absolutely. that we choose the role that our business has. We choose the role that our family has. And we need to give ourselves back that power to make those choices. And when we lose our power around money, we actually also lose the power to make those choices. And that's really at the core of what I want to give back to you is to give you back your own power to decide your future. I mean, as an entrepreneur, we have an unlimited possibility to make money. There's no big corporate boss that's like, you have to be within this salary range and that's all you can make. We get to define our own success. We get to define how much money we want to make. And that's why this whole process of understanding the mindset around it and understanding the tactical, how do I go make that happen? blend together so well. So true. So most entrepreneurs um, feel like they're on an income roller coaster, especially at the beginning. So let's talk about the five ways to create consistent revenue. This is a topic of the podcast. And um, let's talk about those five ways. Awesome. I would love it. So first thing is to stop tolerating the inconsistent income, right? To the point I just made that we get to decide. And I think that what happens is that we, we don't, realize that we actually get to decide, like we put it all in the hands of our clients. And instead, I want you to realize that you can decide, yes, I want to make money today. And then I teach people how to do these things I call profit bumps, which I will say, create a lot more cash than baby bumps, which actually take a lot of cash. <laughs> but a profit bump basically says, hey, I want to be making X dollars. Maybe it's $5,000. What are all the different ways that I can make $5,000? And instead of being like, how do I make $100 this month? I want you to say, or $1,000. I want you to go bigger. I want you to say, how do I make $3,000? How do I make $5,000? And for you to start to look at, okay, I could make them... I could do one thing for $5,000. I could do five things for $1,000. I could do 10, you know, 10 things. And we just start to really look at creating income in a different way. And then once you can start to open up the door that way and you can be like, oh, right, I, 
I can be creative. I do have a lot of different ways. Then we can start to look at these five ways to create consistent income. And so let me walk you through these five ways. If you haven't taken out a pen and paper yet, I highly recommend you do. And then we created a download to go along with this podcast called The Five Simple Ways to Create Consistent Income. And Mona will share that link with you too. I'm sure it will put it right in the show notes so that you can use this as a guide to be able to really walk through it and and look at these five ways. I'll go over them from really easiest to hardest to implement. And then look at what can I implement right now? And then what can I implement over time? Right? So that, you know, if you look at the packages that you're offering and be like, hmm, how could I restructure that? And so how could I look at that differently? I was actually just um, speaking with a copywriter and she was trying to figure out like how was she going to earn money as a copywriter? Because usually I'll work with people that are a little bit farther along, but she was a little bit newer. And I said, well, what if we create consistent revenue for you from the beginning? Like, how would that be? She was like, that would be great. <laughs> you know, and it's like, we kind of forget that we can do that, right? And she she was going to make everything like very project related, okay? And, you know, she was deciding like, what was the minimum she wanted to make per project? And I said, well, what instead do you really love to do? And how can we create more of a retainer offer for you where say you're doing all the email copy for a a you know, a handful of business owners for a fixed price each month so that we create what I call baseline revenue to cover your baseline expenses and paying you, I want to be a baseline expense, right? So we have consistent income coming in and then she can always do additional project revenue, but at least she has that core consistent income. So the first one, I'll dig into these five. So number one is restructure. So that's really about looking at the payment plans for your course, you know, for your offerings to say, well, maybe instead of somebody just paying me once up front, maybe I can incentivize an overtime payout so that you are restructuring really more the payments and the delivery in some cases. Like if you have a course that you've offered once, maybe you can just restructure, you can make it more of an ongoing promotion through like a lead magnet or something so that it becomes a way to be able to bring in consistent income on a more regular basis. So number one is restructure. Number two is remarket. So this is one that we we kind of forget that there's affiliate marketing that we could be doing for mm-hmm. others, right? Where you can be um, offering something to your, let's like I just uh, supported Stu McLaren and the Tribe launch um, a few months ago. And so I shared um, my... I shared with my list what he was offering. And then we had 20 people sign up and then they're paying over time, they're paying him. So then I'm making money over time as they're doing that course, right? So there's that piece. I've even seen people go as far as to include affiliate links for other people in their onboarding nurture sequence. So if they keep driving consistent traffic to their own list, right, then they can be like, okay, I have five emails. In those five emails, I'm going to drive people to somebody else's guide or something like that. Boom. Consistent affiliate revenue too. So two ways in the affiliate marketing for others. But there's also affiliate marketing for yourself. So in 2011, I got married. In 2012, I... um, I decided I wanted to have kids. I had to restructure my entire business because at that point I was speaking all around the country. I had a TV show, a radio show. It was like intense. And there was a part of me that just felt like, you know what? 
I'm 39. My biological clock is ticking. <laughs> I need to figure out this business so that I can have a family too. Cause that was really why I wanted the business in the first place. And but now all of a sudden I had created this business that was like a lot, very time intensive. So I restructured my whole business. I started creating uh, more courses and programs in 2012. Then I literally find out December at Tony Robbins date with destiny that I was pregnant. And then I had, I now had these three courses that I had created in 2012. And then I decided that from that, for the next few years, I really wanted to be able to be more home with kids and not more of the creation mode. I had, I had had to birth a baby. That was my priority. So I had a baby in 13, pregnant again in 14 and birthed uh, my second in 2015. Over that three years, I collaborated with other business owners who were serving my ideal client. I would do one or two of them every month. I systemized that promotion. I actually go into even more detail inside the guide. And I generated revenue for myself every month and a great commission for the affiliate that I was working with. And I didn't have to produce anything. I systemized it all. I basically just showed up for the webinar. They sent some emails to their list. We had all the emails written already. And boom, we would make anywhere from $3,000 to $10,000 per affiliate that we would work with, with that kind of approach, right? And so it's really thinking about like, how can you offer a complimentary service where you can remarket to somebody else's audience with your stuff, right? With, with what you offer. Um, okay. Then, but make sure you have a deadline on that, by the way. Then number three is to repackage. So this could be as simple as taking what you may do as a package of services, like by, you know, three, five, 10 people do that with, you know, massages or, um, coaching sessions or something, but I do not like that. I would much rather have you transition them into a monthly retainer with you because you actually serve them much better. Like I remember when I was pregnant and I got a massage every month, I was like, you shouldn't be making me pay for five, make me pay for once a month. And I will make sure I come once a month. So it will better serve me (laughs) when I was pregnant. Right. And it'll better serve her because she would have consistent revenue. And she's like, oh, I don't do it that way. And I was like, well, you should take my coaching. (laughs) Right. So it could be something like that. It could be something like, um, sorry, were you going to say something, Mona? No, but coaching for free, so why not? Yeah, that's what I said. I'm like, you're a very lucky gal. People pay thousands of dollars for this. Um, And then I have another client, Michelle, and she runs a Pilates studio. And so we transitioned her from selling 10 packs of classes to a more of a membership model so that people would pay her every month for a certain number of classes. And they felt like they were getting a deal and she was having more of her classes, you know, have more people come and engage and connect. And then I'll tell you that when COVID hit, she did not miss a beat. And she was like, gosh, if I was on the the 10 pack plan, everyone would have just held out until we were coming back. But she just immediately went online. Nobody asked for refunds or just stopped paying. They just all went online. It was so smooth. And she's like, thank God, I'm not sure I would have a business had I not made that shift. Um, And other times this repackage could look like private clients going to a mastermind, right? There's a lot of different ways that we can do that point the way three, which is the repackage. Then four is to resell. And this is one of the big ones where I think the people really leave money on the table where they do some work like a project work or three months of coaching. And then they feel like, okay, I solved the problem you hired me for. And then they're like, bye, take care. Thanks for your testimonial. Good luck. 
And I'm like, stop right there. Like you need a maintenance plan for one-to-one ongoing support. And you don't even need a ton of people. But like I I um, was just speaking with a woman, um, Vicky. And so she would do, I think it was hypnotherapy. And she would do three sessions for $600 and they would go on their way because she was so good at what she did. She would feel like they were fixed. They were solved. And then we added a maintenance plan for her at $250 a month for one session. And I said, you you can't assume that just because you fix them once, they're going to stay fixed. They're going to have new problems or their old problems are going to come back and they're going to feel ashamed to come back to you. And I said, what if you keep eight people on like that, boom, $2,000 more per month, right? In like a half a day of work right? Four hours of work or so, maybe eight hours if she, if it was an hour session. But you see how it's like when you, when you think about how can I resell? Because we have a gold mine in our past clients. So how can we resell them for more results or just to even keep them on track? This could even work for like tech companies, right? Like people need to be able to stay on track and they need you. Then the last one, 10, well, this is a gold mine in itself. This is repurpose. So this is how can you repurpose your expertise? How can you leverage what you've done once to be able to sell it over and over again, to be able to serve people again and again? So this could be a subscription to a digital product, a paid community, a product-based business. It could be a group coaching model. Like after our Cashflow CEO program, we have our Cashflow CEO Academy. You have mompreneurs mm-hmm. worldwide, right? You could do the lower level. You could do higher level. Like There's so much that you could do to repurpose your expertise, but you need to understand that, yes, you have expertise to repurpose, right? And that people want what you have and not everybody will relate to the one way that you are currently selling it, right? And I think that that's where we forget like, oh, I'm already teaching that in this delivery mechanism. And I want you to say, wait a second, but what about all these other delivery mechanisms, right? What about the... and? I'm not as into like the book or the CD at this point. I would much rather have you create some sort of membership or something for ongoing consistent income to be able to really best leverage and monetize your expertise. So those are the five ways. That's number five. I remember James in one of the coaching sessions, he was saying that there are people out there who want to pay you more, but you're not offering them anything. And um, I think that's very important to recognize that offering, as you mentioned, different ways of working with you um, as a coach, as an entrepreneur, as an expert is super important. Mm, it's so true. And, you know, we think, oh, well, I offer it this way, so that's enough. But that's why, you know, we're testing out this one day idea with the intensive. That's why we do the Cashflow CEO as a group coaching program, why we do try the academy, you know, why I still do some one-on-one work because we do have some people that just know that they work better one-on-one. So if they want to pay, you know, invest at a premium level, we have that. We even added a VIP level to our course. But, you know, if people want like some one-on-one attention over the eight weeks, but if they also just want like a half-day VIP day for someone to come in and say, just figure it out with me. Because <laughs> sometimes it's like, God, I looked at this so much myself. I'm thinking of Debbie and she's like, I know she's a therapist and she coaches therapists. And she's like, I know that there's a way that I can create, you know, I can serve the therapists that follow me that want to learn from me. So we sat down in a half day and we mapped out the whole program, the program, the title, the webinar, the launch, the whole bit. And she launched at 20 people, $500, made $10,000. Wow. 
And what you mentioned it might take like months, you know, so if you don't have a coach, you might be just going back and forth, trying to find a webinar title and then the deck. But when you have a coach, you, you did all everything in half a day. That's amazing. Mm, yeah. And it can take you months or yeah, years to absolutely. figure out. And it's like, you know, when she did it, um, I remember she was like, oh my God, like, I kind of wish I met you two years ago. <laughs> that happens a lot, right? Yeah. It can become very overwhelming that um, then you don't take any action at all. So, right. um, you know. or, or you get frustrated, right? Because you take actions yeah. and you feel like they're not working, but there's usually some key element that it absolutely helps to have a coach come in and be like, oh, that's why you're missing this right? This urgency, or there's this gap in your messaging or something that can just make such a difference. I mean, over the last 13 years, I've invested over $200,000 in coaching, whether it's courses or programs or, you know, one-to-one coaching, because I feel like time is of the essence. Like I want to make the biggest impact that I can. And I have seen again and again, that every time that I invest, I make two to 10 times my investment in the course, as long as I follow through and I do the course, right? And we really design all of our programs with completion in mind, right? With going through it in mind. That's why I include so much group coaching. That's why there's so much like direct access to me and my team so that it's not just shelf help, but it actually becomes the thing that causes causes you to like immediately start to make more money because you're like, oh, I can do this. Let's get going. So- and yeah. a huge mindset shift when you stop looking at it as an expense, as you mentioned, and you start looking mm-hmm. at it as an investment. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember, I've never shared this on podcasts, but I remember back in 2013 um, when I was trying to find that balance between being a mom and being an entrepreneur, I met a coach and I loved what she was talking about, but she was charging three, um, 2000 pounds for three hours. She was based in the UK. And I remember that that was a lot of money, like paying for three hours of one-on-one 2000 pounds. It sounded like a lot of money. And I told myself that I'm going to invest in this. I'm going to invest in in this program. Either I'm going to regret it. (laughs) This will be the last time I have paid any kind of coach, or this is just the beginning of a a new direction for me. And those three hours were an eye-opener. So I started really investing in myself. And still to date, our biggest investment is in different coaches and um, mentors and different courses. Because every time, exactly as you mentioned, it's like a shortcut. They put Mm -hmm. you on a fast track. So somebody working with you or you invest in other coaches, definitely um, you can save a lot of time, energy, and money, which is the most important things that we have as entrepreneurs. Mm, So true. So true. And, you know, and it's all what you put into it, right? Now, if you go into it being like, oh God, like with such fear, then, then that is like the dark cloud that, that overhangs it. But if you can go into it like, hey, this could be the best investment that I ever make. Boom. You're going to make sure that it's the best investment. Like we, we're very powerful manifestors and we create what we talk about. So let's make sure, you know, that we're being clear and powerful um, in the words that we're using and what we're making happen. This has been an amazing conversation, Belinda. Thank you so much. I do have one last question. Uh, You are a mom yourself. So I want us to give us some tips on running a successful business while raising a family. Your kids are still small. So tell us, how do you you manage? Mm. Um, (laughs) Well, you know, it's interesting. I think part of it, and this is what makes it what I 
what I feel like has me so passionate about this that I watched my mom, who was a single mom from when I was seven, try and run businesses and and raise a family. And it was a real struggle for her. And you know, you talked about coaching. I wish that she had a coach like me back then. And so I feel like I feel this need to help as many moms as I can to be able to be there for their families and their kids in the way that they want to be there, right? In in this more powerful way. And so uh, I think the biggest thing is be where your feet are, so to speak. So it's like be present with your kids when you're with your kids. And I have to be very intentional about this. I have to put away my phone or um, – you know, use it for photos only. I have actually a little hack, but I took my email on my phone and I put it all the way at the very back of my apps so that I have to like literally scroll through five screens to get to my email on my phone because I don't, I want to only do my email when I'm sitting at my computer so that when I'm with my kids, I'm with my kids. We are bike riding. We're taking new adventures. And if you follow me on Instagram, I'm at Own Your Money. You will see that. You'll see me doing all these things. And um, I just think that that is so important to be able to connect and have that relationship with your kids and not have them feel like every moment is a fight or a tie between the two. But instead, it's like when I'm with them, I'm with them. And when I'm working, I'm working. And there may be times when I'm working that I let them join in on the fun, right? They've been in some videos with me and stuff like that, but that they know that when mommy's working, they need to honor that. And when I'm with them, we get to go and play and be joyful and do kid things, (laughs) be silly together. That is such a powerful why. And that's where your passion comes from then, because it shows like in everything that you do, I'm going to ask you to share your uh, social media handles and how our audience can stay in touch with you. But I follow you and there's definitely, this is not just your business. You're really passionate about it. And now I know where that uh, passion comes from, helping and supporting other moms as well. Absolutely. Yeah. Thank you. Tell us, Belinda, how can we stay in touch with you? How can our audience stay in touch with you? Absolutely. So first, I would definitely go and grab the download that we spoke about, the five simple ways to create consistent revenue. That's a fantastic guide. I highly recommend it. And go through them. And then I would love it if you snap a picture, tag us, um, tag me at, at Own Your Money. And then, Mona, where do you want them to tag you? At Mona Tavastuli and at W. Awesome. And tag us. And if you miss some of the Mona stuff, tag me and I'll tag Mona for us. Um, (laughs) But that, um, but that, you know, tag us, like, let us see that you're putting this into action, right? To be able to create consistent revenue for yourself. And then um, I'm at Own Your Money on Instagram. I'm uh, on Facebook. I'm Own Your Money as well. And LinkedIn, I'm Belinda Rosenblum. So um, grab the guide. Then once you're in, you'll get all the scoop on the intensives. And I think Mona will include a direct link for that as well if you get it in time. And otherwise, please connect with me. And then, um, you know, DM me. Let me know that you heard us on the podcast. Screenshot it. Let us know. Um, Belinda, you are super helpful when it comes to answering questions and supporting the community. So thank you so much for sharing your expertise and tips with our community. We will add all the links in the show notes. So your social media handles, the links to your workshop, the links to the free guide that you have created for them. So make sure to connect with Belinda on social and download her gift as well. Five simple ways to create consistent income. And thank you so much. So we will definitely stay in touch and I will see you all in the next episode. Thanks, Belinda, again. Fantastic. Thank you.